Show is brought to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane Age. Today, new day, new show, new topic, new guest all the way from the land down under, uh, and and it, our guest is going to like really change a lot of the stuff that you you do, and and uh, specifically, ladies out there, we're going to talk about some specific things. Um, you know, uh, my guest today, Cheryl Carroll, your tiny voice—that's her company—and there is a spin to that. So we're going to talk about that. Cheryl, welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with you. Oh, listen, it's a pleasure and honor, and I know we're going to deliver some great stuff to our audiences today. But first things first, as always. Uh, Cheryl, tell us a little bit about your background because you have an interesting background. You didn't start in this realm of wellness and, and awareness and all the stuff. You started in, in the financial space. So let's talk about that. Or banking, I would say. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a chartered accountant by by trade. So that's where I went, you know, after school and university. And then my first job was in banking overseas. So I'm actually from South Africa. So from South Africa, moved to London worked in a big international financial institution and was I've always been an internal audit. So it's always been about root cause, understanding why things go wrong, but in a banking land. Um, and then, you know, although it was an amazing experience and I learned a lot and I climbed the corporate ladder, I, I never had that real fire in my belly around banking, auditing, you know, some people laugh and say, well, who would have fire in their belly ab about auditing? But I do think some people do, which is awesome for them. But that wasn't me. And anyway, to cut a long story short, I moved to Australia to be with my husband and went back into banking. And then when I fell pregnant with my um, first daughter, my first child, uh, I committed that whilst I was on maternity leave, I would retrain as a personal trainer because I was really into fitness and loved it. So I did that whilst I was on maternity leave, um, but then realized that that wasn't really what I wanted to do from a, you know, from a career perspective and something else had happened whilst I was on, whilst I was pregnant with my daughter. And so it was a friend that I'd been with since, since my time as a chartered accountant, she was diagnosed with bowel cancer at the age of 35 and passed away three months later when my daughter was six weeks old. And, you know, we'd always been interested in health and well-being together. And I just did not understand why this seemingly healthy person had ended up in the situation that she'd been in. And you can imagine, I just had a, a new baby um, I'd going through all of these emotions and then just this real fear of, wow, you know, something like this can happen to somebody who's healthy. Like it just didn't make sense in my mind. So I, I just wanted to learn more and wanted to validate my own understanding of health. And to me, it was more than just fitness. So, you know, I continued and kind of grappled with this whole, thing that had happened and really got into listening to things about holistic health and fast forward to falling pregnant with my son. I said to my husband, I think it was like two days after he was born. I'm like, I need to do some extra studying. Like I really want to, I felt something, a call to the nutrition space. And I said, I just really want to do something, educate myself to validate that the decisions I'm making for my family from a nutrition standpoint are actually good for us. You know, you, you only know what you know. So I then started doing some research into various um, nutrition courses and I landed on the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, 
which is, you know, holistic health coaching. And I started doing that and I was like, wow, like my whole world was opened around all of these different nuances of, you know, ways of being and what, what the meaning of health is. And through that studying, I started following a doctor who's based in the US called Dr. Stephen Cabral. And his, his, his approach is really all about root cause analysis. So, you know, if, if a symptom shows up for somebody, it's your body's way of saying that something is out of balance. And that really resonated with me. And he actually created a certification. Um, so I signed up for that certification as well. So I did those two certifications whilst I was on maternity leave with my son and then started health coaching part-time when I was in banking until I got to a point where I was like, I'm done with this banking thing. I know what my calling is and I can see a path to making it work for me and my family. And so December 2020, height of the pandemic, I pulled the plug, left banking and haven't looked back. Wow. Well, thank you for 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 sharing that. And there's a lot of stuff I just want to just kind of point out a little bit. So the first things first, you know, I w- we'll have to say a greeting to Africa because you know South Africa. I'm from North Africa, so exactly. <laughs> you know, we actually have the two extremes. I'm the Northwest. You're the the the, time, the, the lowest point, and I'm the toughest point there. Whatever. <laughs> and so that's funny, but uh, you know, that's that's you know just uh, how the world is. And then you're in Australia, I'm in the states. So that's that's amazing how that works. We're meeting right? in the future. <laughs> I know, and we meet in the future. That's funny. And for audiences. Uh, we are actually literally uh, on on uh, what is today Thursday and you're on Friday. So yes, that, yeah. that's how it is. You're in the past with me, and I'm in the future with you. <laughs> uh, and and also, you you mentioned something about the banking. I mean, it's it's a cool world, and and you know, obviously, it's needed. There's financials there, but but you're right. In auditing, it's is a space where you're not well liked in general. <laughs> you know, people don't like auditors in in, you know, in terms, but also, but companies do because I mean, you work with them, you make sure things happen. So it all depends the angle. But but what I love about your story is that you know you you want first of all you want fitness. That's the other thing that I actually am very very well adapted to because I've been in, in martial arts all my life. We also have a fitness you know brand, my wife and I, and so we and we have a fitness channel included. So this show will air in, in that channel as well. And uh, you know it's amazing. You're in the fitness. You always are aware. You're always looking at health and and wellness and you know better being. And then you mentioned something about losing, uh, you know, someone at an early age, and that's that's a big, you know, um, it's almost like a wake up sometimes call for all of us when that happens, and you'd be like, wow, you know, this is not for somebody that is typically sick or old. I mean, it can happen to anyone any given moment. Mm-hmm. You're right; that is a difficult. And you know, I admire the idea that you actually took the time while you were actually uh, doing you know, through, throughout throughout your maternity and. You know, like okay, this is some the time that I'm gonna take, and uh, you know this on uh, this whole thing, and you did it on a part time basis, and it was your passion. Now you developed your passion, and uh, you know there's nothing more beautiful than when you work with something that you love. And you and I we talked earlier about you know this whole media thing, and this is where you know my mind is you know going forward. You know I hope one day that this is gonna be like you know blooming to a point where it's really this is where we're gonna send resources and help people you know uh, educate them and give them the access to stuff that they may not otherwise have access to. So I love that part about the story, but but just just to to talk about your you know. Uh, well, first of all, you said December 20th of COVID. And that, I, you know, it's funny because a lot of people have made that drastic move during that time. I think that whole lockdown gave people the time to really find, find themselves. And, Absolutely. And, 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 and the lockdown gave a lot of people these certifications, opportunities that they could not do otherwise because you're like really just hustling and doing and you have no time. And that gave some momentum to a lot of people to build a whole new path, a new career, a new passion, whatever they they want to. A lot of people actually removed themselves from their previous, you know, career paths and st- you know started all the all fresh again. And that's that's just uh, you know phenomenal because I've seen a lot. As much as you know, as worse as bad as whatever you know, we want to you know describe the pandemic. You know, there is some stuff that came out of this in 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 a lot of people, and it changed their lives to better. Of course, you know, it's tragic. A lot of people lost their lives, and it's you know that's the sad part about this whole you know pandemic business. But in in the midst of all that chaos, you know, people still prevailed, and a lot of people you know actually turned their life to a different you know path and really succeeded. I I've come across a lot of people with good businesses that are flourishing now and uh, good, you know, coaching specifically is big. You know, a lot of folks 
took that as a, as a road and uh, they're just doing phenomenal and helping a lot of people during this. And it was needed because after the pandemic, we all need some sort of <laughs> balanced coaching or something. It doesn't matter what fitness, wellness, you know, mental health, you name it. So that being said, Cheryl, let's talk about your company. So you did this, this part-time and then you went full-time and you just said, okay, this is it. And I can do this. Now, now your company is your tiny voice. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. You know, I, I don't know. You want to share that with our audiences? Why? Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can never. Because when it's only a head, right? You've got no idea what else is going on in the rest of the body. <laughs> so, just to, so my nickname here in Australia is is tiny because I'm short. I'm five foot two, and I'm quite petite in my frame. So somehow just got labeled tiny, which, you know, I don't mind at all. So, you know, all my friends, kids call me tiny. Everybody who meets me calls me tiny. Uh, and, you know, when, when this thing happened to my friend, um, you know, one of the questions in my mind was, was her body giving her signs that she was ignoring? Because our body is, you know, we're, we are intuitive beings, and it's just with the noise of life and busyness and toxins and things being out of balance that we can no longer hear what our body is telling us. And we also normalize our own experience. So, you know, conversations I had with her after, you know, the diagnosis, sitting with her in a hospital bed was that, yes, she had had some signs that she probably should not have ignored. So you know, it was really about my role as a coach is to work with people in a way such that their bodies become like moved to a state of balance so that they can listen to their own intuition, their tiny voice, telling them what is right for them, you know, whether it's a business decision or, you know, that gut feel or whether it's the choice about food or what exercise they should do that day. It's being really being tuned in and listening listening to your tiny voice is, you know, the real outcome I'm working with people on so that when we step away from our coaching relationship, they've got that. And when they lose that, they know how to get themselves back to that place. Wow. Well, that, that is an awesome, actually, I guess, mission that you put, that you embarked on. And, and uh, you know, certainly it took a tragic, you know, and, and sad event to to do this. But you 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 mentioned something that is powerful for people that are listening right now and or watching. You know, we your body does communicate, and you stated it. You know, uh, your friend did state that I had some signs, but I ignored them. Right, I should have listened to my body early on, because that's the thing. Like we all think, ah, it's nothing. It's just you know, I don't know, just a little pain, and that thing doesn't go away. It's like okay, whatever. And sometimes you just go get some pills and you try to calm down, whatever it is. And you don't pursue that that intuition or that that feeling, that gut feeling that is like something is really off. And you sometimes you feel something wrong. You just either you act on it or you don't. And sometimes it's too late when you, you know, when you wanted to do something about it, it's over, right? Uh, and and, and I, I love what you did. It's like, you know, you we come, you you took yourself to the point where now you want to be helping people find that and and tune up and tune in rather right, to 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 that frequency and understand what it is so they can actually be independently you know able to to make this uh, uh i guess awareness within themselves so yeah. so 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 now you started that now this is a coaching model right so basically you help people now how does that work how does your program work so i work with people in various different ways so i've got group coaching programs for women in perimenopause and menopause and we work together over 12 weeks and it's you know every week we're checking in and the, the pillars the lifestyle pillars that i work with them on are nutrition movement and stress management as i see those as the key pillars that we need to master in order to optimize our experience as our hormones go on this wild roller coaster ride and then, you know, finally settle at a lower level in menopause. So that's really about, you know, the, the group coming together, group accountability, group support, building the sisterhood, which is so important for women in this life phase. It's also important at any phase, you know, it's like really that close knit group whereby you can share openly 
your experiences, your struggles. So it's a really safe space and I really enjoy, you know, holding those, those groups and also work with people one-on-one. And so for those particular programs, also a minimum three months Mm -hmm. and generally people stay on because there's always, you know, there's always improvements that can be made and, you know, you get to a level and then you can up level and up level. So, you know, it's, it's amazing working with people over longer periods of time as well. And everything there is based on their particular health goals. Like if they've got issues around gut health or detoxification, we can do specific lab testing to get to the bottom of what is going on for them, what level of rebalancing they need. So that really is kind of tailor-made. And for those sessions, we start off weekly just so that we gain some real momentum because what I find is so often people know what they should be doing, Mm -hmm. but they don't do it. So it's never really about the nutritional principles or the movement or whatever. I mean, there may be some nuances because for women in perimenopause and menopause, there's a different playing field because of our hormones changing. But there's the behavioral change is the crux of it all. So that's what I really like to work with women on so that we get that momentum and there's, you know, small, simple changes so that there's a positive feedback loop. We get that going and then I've got them and they're ready to, to, you know, do some more on their own. Well, thank you for sharing that, Cheryl. You know, menopause is, is a big, big, you know, uh, I guess event that happens in life and it's obviously women have you know this particular momentum where it changes you know midlife pretty much and then there's a lot of changes you mentioned hormonal stuff can you just expand a little bit on that just for our audiences who know these differences and just you know the pre you know and through the menopause and then maybe post and then some of the changes and then then we can break up further awesome yeah so perimenopause is really the stage that happens from about the age of 35 up until the point that a woman no longer has a period for 12 months. So the menopause definition is really time bound. So, you know, if somebody's, you know, hasn't had a period for 12 months, they are then in menopause and they stay in menopause for the rest of their life. Some people refer to that as post menopause, but it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so what women often don't realize is it's the time from the age of 35 when our one sex hormone progesterone starts to decline is when we are technically in perimenopause and we can start to feel symptoms related to these hormonal shifts as early as that. It very much depends on a person's lifestyle, you know, what's been going on for them a lot of women are actually having children in early perimenopause. So, you know, they, they're going into perimenopause in a phase of, of depletion. And, you know, so that can impact how they feel. So really those early stages of perimenopause is just the um, slow decline of progesterone. And then you get to a point where the ovaries, which are the main producers of estrogen, start to say that they're they're out they no longer want to do the job of producing um estrogen but there's this disconnect between the brain and the ovaries so there's the shouting match that happens and so sometimes ovaries shoot out a huge amount of estrogen and other times there's very little and that's it's these like up and down of estrogen that can really make women feel out of control they can get all of these um symptoms that aren't necessarily linked to what their um, PMS symptoms would be like, you know, it can really impact brain fog. We become more insulin resistant. So we add on a bit of body fat. We aren't, we, we, we start to lose muscle mass. Like there are all of these things that start to happen when our hormones start to change. And then the final stage of, of perimenopause is when estrogen starts to to flatline and that's when we're really losing the benefits you know progesterone's flatline estrogen's flatlined until we no longer ovulating anymore and we no longer have a period and and that is that is menopause and i think just on that it's 
it's really eye-opening to see the full body impact that the hormonal shifts have on women. You know, our hormones do so much more for us than just allow us to, you know, carry, carry a child. And it's, you know, it's, it's, that's why it's so important for women to understand so that they can start to piece together the puzzle and maybe align some of the symptoms or maybe just feeling a little bit off with the change in hormones. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But but I love the way you broke it down. I mean, it, it's so super clear. I mean, we have the whole stages here and what the impact is. And and I, I love the idea that you you break it down, whether it's group and then or individuals, and you kind of work towards these things with awareness, with I guess nutrition and also movement. So you combine different things to help, you know, mitigate those 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 areas where people may be kind of like, you know, off and 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 it's not because of any, to your point, it's not they're doing, it's just the body is, you know, is over all over the place. <laughs> so the system is in exactly. shock. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, one of the practitioners, I work with an exercise physiologist who specializes in female hormones. And one of her things is that we are not, our bodies are not broken. Don't be angry with your body. It's just your physiology is changing. Mm -hmm. And with that, we need to be flexible and and flex our lifestyle to best support us as 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 they go through the change. But but the great news is that it doesn't matter. There are ways to to kind of prevent you know some of the extremes you know stuff through different practices and coaching as you as, as you're doing. So can you guide us through like some of the the things that you would do to help someone you know uh, early on with with education awareness at least to, to set expectation of what will be coming and maybe how to maybe diminish uh, the impact of some of those uh, hormonal changes. Exactly. Yeah. So the first I think the first thing is to encourage women to start to take ownership of their health. So, so many of the women who come to me aren't tracking their cycle. They don't have a clear idea of their symptoms, what's normal, how often they happen, if it's tied to a point in their cycle. So there's a lack of real understanding of what's going on in their own body. So the starting point is to get them, yes, to educate them on these various phases and then to get them to start tracking their cycle and their symptoms as it relates to their lifestyle, because it's with that you've got a baseline and they can start to see the things that are serving them or not serving them. And then when I start to work with them on the various lifestyle pillars, we can then start to see what's moving the dial for them in a positive or a negative way. So with the lifestyle pillars that I work on, so from a nutrition standpoint, it's really the like the fundamentals of nutrition that women really need to master. Because if you think about all of the lifestyle factors, whether it's movement, whether it's nutrition, it's these are all things that can add extra stress to your body, or it can help your body better manage as, as um, being in a state of stress because in perimenopause we become less resilient to stress because as the ovaries start to decide that they no longer want to do the job of being producing the hormones they are going to be passing on the baton to the adrenal glands so if the adrenal glands are just now have the job of sex hormones plus these stress hormones, it's just going to be a disaster if, if it's just everything is, is stressed. So the nutrition that we eat really needs to support our bodies to function optimally from a gut health perspective because our microbiome changes when as we go through the hormonal shifts. Our liver is obviously responsible for metabolizing all of our hormones, so we need to make sure our liver is functioning optimally and di so diversity of plant food is essential for that because I'm not sure about you, but so often we get into this habit of eating like five, five vegetables and like that's on our repertoire and that's what always goes into our cart. <laughs> Potatoes, tomatoes, <laughs> onions, carrots, <laughs> and zucchini. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. But <laughs> I actually, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> 
but actually our gut bugs love diversity so it's really focusing on trying to get different types of plant food into your diet that's really going to support you but it's about applying your mind and thinking outside of the box in terms of the recipes that you try and you know that's a bit of a you know and that's what I coach women on I've got a plant diversity tracker that I share with them and you know different examples of things that they can add in because the health the happier our gut the happier our bodies are in general and another key um nutritional principle is around protein i often find that women i know you're nodding your head from the fitness side of things women don't eat enough protein you know so often i'll chat to people and i'll ask them what they're having for breakfast and they're having one egg and maybe some spinach and tomato and I'm like well one egg is like six grams of protein I'm like no that's not enough we need 30 grams of protein at each meal and for women in menopause that can actually go up to 40 grams of protein at each meal and the reason that's so important is because we lose muscle with the loss of our sex hormones and our bones weaken and you know that's the link to the exercise which is you know really focus on strength training because if you want to be functionally functioning as a 95 year old woman which you know I certainly want to be strength training is essential to be able to sit down get up off your chair throw your grandkids in the air you know all of these different things that may be goals for you as you as you age so that protein part and tracking that is important even though it's a bit annoying for some people and with that often we need to reduce the amount of carbohydrates it's like appropriate amounts of carbohydrates because of our predisposition to insulin resistance as as our hormones shift yeah, and I'm just smiling because I was going to ask those same questions that you already answered. <laughs> I was because you mentioned in, you know insulin earlier, and you talk about loss of body mass, and you covered the protein part. So I'm laughing about that because you you're ahead of me, but I love it because you've covered it all. And 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 one thing that I'm listening to you, and you you almost kind of start at 35, and then you mentioned 95, and I want to just pause on that because I, unfortunately, I think people at a younger age men and female in general, we don't care about the future. We just work the the days and we think we're invincible and we're not really aware. And I'm not saying, I'm not generalizing. I mean, some people are a little bit more into, you know, being very freaky about their health and stuff, but a lot of people don't. They just live, they're happy, they enjoy. As long as everything is functioning, we're not Yeah, worried. until they're not. Exa until they're exactly, not, yeah. exactly. And when that happens, like, what the hell just happened, right? And and in the case of, of menopause specifically, it starts fairly early 35 is an earlier age right and you know if then people are not aware and they're going through bad habits or whatever they don't even know that it starts at that age because a lot of people think that menopause is like 50 you know and, yeah. and it's only 50 I'm, I'm nowhere there until i get like 45 plus maybe then you know i'll start feeling some symptoms but a lot of folks are not aware that this is like early on and you have different things hot flashes to your point changes in 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 a lot of things right and they may not even know because even if they go to doctors, doctors are going to say, well, you're not there. You're, you're too young. For yeah, example, right. Exactly. So, so yeah. awareness at that age or early and early on, I think that is important. And I love what we're doing here is that at least we're educating people and sharing that value that, Hey, don't think that you have to be a certain age before this happens. Let's be prepared for now. And maybe you can avoid some certain problems even in advance. You mentioned something about nutrition and you know, and we, we left about the fitness part. I mean, yeah, if you're in fitness, you're aware of your proteins and your your food <laughs> food, you know, diet and all the stuff that you take in. But you're right. I mean, most of the people, there's so many vegetables out there and so many options out there that you can have that are healthy. Uh, but we're not using those daily, and and that's one thing. And then to your point, protein is not really something that people really think. They think maybe protein is chicken, meat, and you know, which is true, but to a degree. But there's more, right? And there's there's more things. And to, to your point, 25 grams, 20 grams may not be, and depends on your size, depends on your body, it depends on a lot of stuff, right? There's genetics also involved in here. And so there's all that. And then you, I love the idea you said, you want to live to be, because everybody wants to live as long as they can, right? 
The problem is how healthy are you going to live? Yes. Because you can live 100 years, but if you've been not healthy for 40 of those, you know, you're basically- Who wants that? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's painful, right? I mean, no, we all experience pain in our life. From the beginning of our ages, you, you do experience, you get fever, you get this, you get that. And when you are in pain, no matter what, how small that pain is, it's very not fun, right? And to your point, if you're not healthy- and life becomes difficult. You can't walk. You can't do this. Your mental state is not there. Everything, it's just really declining, not a good thing. So that's not a good way to live. So you want to live a vitality life, a happy life, an exciting life, an energetic life. You want to have the real, you know, like you really, the energy levels got to be there. But you can't have any of that if your system is crashed down on you. It's, it's already too late. So you got to manage the system and help despite the changes that are like natural changes. There are ways to your point, and I think I love what you're doing because you're guiding people to kind of manage those things and tweak and and almost like uh, throughout the process. Hopefully, there is no serious, you know, detrimental damage to this this process when you age. And again, listen, you're 45, you're 50, I'm 50. I can tell you one thing. I don't think about, you know, the age. I just think that I still have plenty of time to enjoy, right? And I hope that's the case. And I try to do everything by the book, you know, and I'm just talking about myself right now. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I don't want to see myself like, you know, in an older age or, you know, where or even younger age at that point and and still kind of like not feel comfortable and not be able to do things because I've seen it. People sometimes are deprived of things because they just can't do them anymore. Uh, you can't travel. It's difficult to walk. It's difficult to do certain things that are basic things, right? But if we take the right time to educate ourselves and understand these things, and in the in the in the case of of, of women and ladies in general, this is not something that you can you can avoid. It is happening no matter what. And so it's just you have to be clear about what can be done before, what can be during, and how can you be you know uh, really just balanced across the years to come, so you can have a healthier life and happier life for that matter. Yeah, exactly. And like, so one of the, you know, one of the concepts that I like to work with my clients on, you know, once we've, we maybe gone through a round of, of coaching is, is to get them to start to think about, you know, the, the last decade that they want to be living in. So, you know, I got this concept from Dr. Peter Atia and he speaks about backcasting. So, you know, so first of all, decide how long do you want to live for? So do you want to live to the age of, you know, between 90 and 100 or 100 to 110. So when you're clear on that, what do you want to be doing? So get very clear on what that person looks like. What are their hobbies? Are they still going to be traveling? Are they going to be dancing? Are they going to be fishing? Whatever, whatever it is, get clear on that because you actually need to start doing the things to support that person now because aging is a slippery slope because you don't know what's going on inside you. So it's about really embodying that and the practices that you need to be able to support you in achieving that, you know, that, that outcome. I, I love that. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I think suggestion and, and, and it, obviously it works. I mean, it is something that's being put to practice, you know, cause it's all about setting goals. I mean, we do that in business, right? You set your vision, your goal, and you work towards it and you do whatever it takes to get there. Well, there's no better goal in life than your health, right? <laughs> and and enjoying exactly. it. So, so I think I think that's that's just terrific to even just have that as part of the, the system and 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 the process. Cause anyone when again, because we don't think about that, right? We're not looking that far. We just like live, you know, close by. Next day, whatever, I'm still good, I feel good. But again, you don't know how well you're going to feel if you're destroying. I, I actually have this problem with my kid, <laughs> my son. I tell him, like, you don't eat anything good. You know, how long do you think your body, I mean, right now you're still young, it's okay. But how long do you how think How old is he? He's 16, but he doesn't eat. He has zero, he's got like zero tolerance for vegetables and fruits or anything of nutrition. It's so hard. It is. And I, I fight with him all the time, you know, like, uh, I mean, not physically fight, but I fight with him about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, like, dude, I'm not going to tell you anymore about it. Do whatever you want. At the end of the day, it's your body, your health. But I can tell you, right now you think you're invincible, your body is supporting you. But then the, at the first problem, your body is not going to have all that foundation that to support, you know, uh, to fight with you. Because you didn't really, it's like a tree. If you don't put the right ingredients and, and the right soil and the right, you know, food and, you know, to, to, to on the soil, whatever that you need to get that boost and the right, you know, uh, fruits, 
and the watering and when you need it and stuff like that, you're you're not going to get the right crops. You're not going to get the right fruits, right? Same concept here. Your body needs you and you, you fail that. And again, I think for ladies, it's just as equal. You know, if you're not doing a good job, even my daughter, she's 17, same thing. You know, she's picky about food and this. At least she's better. She eats more. She's diversified. She likes them. But they still lack things. Like, I can see them. They're not eating all the vegetables. They don't eat, you know, my kids like anti-tomatoes and <laughs> any of those types of, of things. And I know tomatoes are supposed to be fruit. Not, I, I think that's, 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 <laughs> that's you know, so just, just to be clear, you know, but, but the idea is, you know, salads, whatever. They're not into that world. I mean, you know, and, and the sad part, they, they're not even taking proteins like chicken. Meats, like, you know, eggs, maybe that's it. Well, I mean, you, you're missing a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of good food out there, <laughs> you know, and this is not, you know, they'd rather eat, you know, like fast food and things like that from the street. I'm like, that's not good for you. Pizza, hot dogs, that stuff is really all bad. Now you're tasting it. It's all good. But then how long can you sustain with that? Similarly here, I think for, for our audiences and for, for women specifically listening, you're in your prime age and you're doing great. That's super. But, but need to learn how to prevent the future and and to your point plan for that older age you know we don't know how long we're going to live but but to your point but the idea is doesn't hurt to plan <laughs> you know it's like you know you never know what the outcome is i mean to your point things can happen any minute but at the end of the day just do your best that's all that matters but but take the necessary steps to be ahead of the game and it is this is your best investment your health right health is wealth we we hear that all the time yeah without without health you can't do anything you can't support your family. You can't work. You can't. You cannot do your the stuff you love. You cannot enjoy your family, your kids. It, it, that it's just almost like it, there's nothing. Millions of dollars cannot bring your health back if you're lost. You know your health, right? And 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 that's really an important message for people just to to realize that it's important to reach out to people that have the expertise to help you go through this. I think for for women specifically, menopause is key. It's happening, and it's just a matter of knowing what to do before and during and ultimately how to live best so 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 cheryl in that same note uh you someone registers with you you go through an assessment i guess right and get got us through the process you know in terms of how you you maneuver the different i mean obviously people vary at different ages that's the other thing i mean you've, you you have a pretty wide range of people that can actually join your your practice so how do you kind of work them differently so whenever anybody comes, it, it also needs to be a fit, you know, like a fit, uh, you know, personality fit. I want to make sure that they are committed and ready to do the work because I'm all in with my clients. So, so, you know, it's really making sure that are they really ready to, to do the work with me because I'm there, you know, cheering them on. Otherwise, it's a waste of everybody's time and money. So that's the starting point. And then, yes, we go through an intake form. I understand, you know, what are they currently eating? How are they exercising? Like really the basics, how much water are they drinking? Um, how much alcohol are they drinking? Coffee, all of those basic things. What's gone on in their family that we need to be aware of from a, you know, cancer, autoimmune, anything like that. And then I like all of them to have done, gone to their doctors to go and do like an annual medical and then I will review their results because the traditional medicine ranges for these tests are very broad. So something that I see as out of range and not optimal will not be flagged. And often GPs, because they get so little time with, with their patients, they don't actually go through some of the things that are high and low. They just say that everything's okay. But when actually... I've sat back and I've heard all of their symptoms and what's going on for them. I can start to pull the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's my role really is to take a step back and look at things holistically to try and understand why something is going on for somebody. And then we can start to address the root causes of it one by one. You know, and, and so what I'm talking about here is very much my one-on-one -on -one programs. You know, I can talk to my my group programs shortly. So it may require that I want them to do extra testing. So a really good example for women is thyroid function. So traditional doctors only test generally, 
thyroid stimulating hormone, which doesn't give us a very good picture of how the thyroid is functioning. And perimenopause is a prime time for the thyroid to start to dysregulate in terms of the function. And that can then play into metabolism issues, low energy, brain fog, um, resistant weight loss resistance. So, you know, that's always something I like to dig into a bit more. And then, so from there, we'll start to look at what changes need to be made. Like generally it's, we're starting off with the nutrition, you know, just getting them to make some of these simple changes that we've spoken about. So, you know, adding the protein into every meal, swapping out the carbs that they're having, maybe reducing some of the carbs that they're having and adding in more water. You know, there's so many people who aren't drinking enough water. How can we expect our bodies to function when there's nothing to kind of help the blood move around? So it's really just starting off and stacking these very simple changes one by one, because if we do too much at once, it creates a level of overwhelm, you know, and perhaps somebody's come to me and their nutrition is actually spot on, but where they're struggling is the movement side of things. And, you know, they love those 10 kilometer runs where you in zone three and you're just training in the gray all the time, which adds for women in perimenopause, that's the worst type of training to do. Like we really need polarity in, in our training where we going hard and then recovering enough. You know, that's really been something I've had to work on because I just love to move, but actually the way I was moving is not supporting my health goals. So, you know, it's really working with them on, okay, let's dial back the running. Let's start on with some resistance training. You know, I always like to get them to work with a personal trainer, although I'm a, you know, I'm a qualified PT. I like, you know, I haven't been practicing. So I like them to work with a personal trainer to do an analysis of their movement patterns, just to make sure that, that it's safe for them, mm-hmm. you know, and then work with them on optimizing their movement. And often it's also the stress side of things that's important for people to deal with. So physical stress, which is toxins, sleep, um, some of the big ones, maybe some um, gastrointestinal issues, which causes stress on the body. And then the whole physical and um, sorry, mental and emotional stress side of things. And that's all the beautiful mindset work mm-hmm. that can be incorporated into a day through like flexible um, daily routines. So that's really what, you know, depending on where the biggest need is for somebody, that's where we'll go and we'll, we'll keep going until they've mastered those habits. That's pretty thorough. <laughs> you you go through a whole thing, and I it's a full analysis, really, and and a full concept that you build with them. But so so you mentioned a couple of things: resistance training. I thought I know that's typically, uh, you know, it is almost like you know perceived as like I'm not going to go do a lot of weights and stuff like that. You know, how do you deal with that? I mean, that's that's one question. And then I want to go back to like you mentioned something about you know um, uh, like uh, genetic stuff, right, or family, you know, things issues. But I want to go to some other topic, which I'm not sure what the impact of it in in terms of menopause or health in general, uh, which is, uh, let's say, tobacco and alcohol and that impact. Does that even have an impact, you know, in in this particular peri or you know during menopause? So I'll, I'll pause there with those two two types of two two levels of questions there. So the resistance training one is often a sticking point, <laughs> but if we've done a good job at defining their goals and what they want to achieve, then it's very easy to explain the link between the move from the training in the gray, which is generally where where people get stuck because they like the runner's high, the sweat, you know, it's their comfort zone. Um, Linking, okay, continue to do that. And this is what's going to happen to your body. You're going to continue to feel fatigued your body's not going to change the way you want it to. But if your goal is this and, you know, and, and you can also show them pictures of people who do resistance training. You don't have to, if you want body transformation changes, resistance training, strength training 
really needs to feature high up on the list. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it all depends on their health goals and all of them. They want more energy. They want to feel stronger. They want less body fat. So I'm like, okay, if that's your goal, you need to trust me that what you're currently doing is not going to get you there. So that's really how I approach that. And it's also slowly, slowly meeting them where, where they're at. Because what's challenging for somebody who's never done resistance training is obviously, you know, they'll start off with body weight stuff just to make sure that it's, you know, their patterns are right. And then we build up. But for somebody who's been doing it for years, it's coaching them to get onto weights whereby, you know, they're going three to five reps, mm -hmm. which is a big shift for people. So that's kind of on the resistance training side of things, unless you have any other questions on that. No, and just, you know, again, I think oftentimes people think that resistance training is uh, when you talk weight training, they're like, they think, you know, I want to go bulky. I want to have to lift a lot and do all the stuff. And I think that's what, you know, kind of deters people to even, you know, get into it. But there's a lot more to this and, and you don't have to go really like a bodybuilding style to actually have this. I think that's really the misconception. And so it's just understanding what it means. And, and, and again, it's all about education and people understand what it does to them. And I love what you said about movement and yeah, you can run. I mean, you work your cardio, that's good, but where's your mass, right? Your muscle is depleting. That's a problem. So, so that, and, and to your point, you mentioned earlier about insulin. And again, if you are burning too much, there's, there could be also an impact. So it's understanding those things. And, and that's really what will make a difference for you. Uh, and, and you're doing a terrific job because you're breaking it down to them and you show them like what, what it should look like and what those, and I also love the concept that you actually refer them to someone that is a person training to help them and can almost tailor stuff for them. So this way it's customized to their needs. And that's, that's a big exactly. Deal. And also the other thing when I work with people is that I will never force them to do anything. It's my role to educate them and it all goes back to the tracking. So you know, getting them to track how they feel if they're doing five days in a row of 10 kilometer runs. Are they more short? Are they lacking energy? Are they, has their body changed at all over the last month because they've continued to run? Mm. So, you know, I give them the knowledge and the why behind what I'm guiding them to do, but the choice is always theirs, you know, and, you know, it's what I've seen is that slowly, slowly, when people feel ready and then realize that they're not getting the results they want, they feel ready to take that step. And, you know, I'll still be there supporting them. And then we do it, you know, at a pace that's ready for them. That goes, leads me to the alcohol question, which is, you know, alcohol is a neurotoxin. So if your goal is to maintain your smarts, you know, well into your 90s, then alcohol can't play a significant role in your life. And secondly, when it comes to hormones, when we consume alcohol, it's our bodies obviously the toxin. So when we go to sleep, our body will preferentially metabolize the alcohol over all the hormones. So that includes cortisol, it includes estrogen, so the hormones just recirculate. And that's very often why people wake up at three o'clock in the morning because their liver's metabolizing the alcohol, but the cortisol is like shooting around, <laughs> waking them up. So it's it, it really it really isn't something that can feature in a woman's life if she's wanting to reduce the risks of, you know, the female cancers. There's, you know, there's re research that has shown regular alcohol consumption and the links to breast cancer. So, you know, women really need to take it seriously. It is so our culture in terms of connection, relaxation, and it's a very hard social habit to break. So it's all just about slowly, slowly meeting people where they're at and perhaps it's getting them to cut down from a few drinks every night to you know a few on the weekend and then really just going back to the tracking 
and getting them to tap into how they feel once they've once they've realized the impact that alcohol has on their sleep, on their moods, on their energy levels, that can so often be the reason why people just end up cutting back. But it is very difficult because of, you know, what it, what it means to people socially. You know, one woman that I was speaking to last week said that it actually makes her feel very scared to entertain the thought of giving up alcohol because that's how she connects with her husband. So they will sit after, you know, after work and have a gin and tonic on, you know, on the balcony. And that's when they relax and they connect. So I understand how frightening it is for some people because they feel that they may be outcasts or, you know, not no longer connecting with people in the same way. So that one is a complex one, but once again, it's slowly, slowly. Smoking is just wrong <laughs> on so many <laughs> levels. It's just not, it's not helpful for, for anyone. Well, thank, thank you. I mean, the reason I'm asking that, because again, and I, I wanted, and thank, I appreciate the answer because I think at least for audiences watching, listening, and maybe at early on, you know, remember preventative is always the key, right? The idea is you want to prevent some of the problems. And if you know some to your point root causes and things that can really just make it difficult for you, you know, it's time to really plan your life. It's all about lifestyle, right? And and, and shifting and committing to changes that will, again, at the end of the day, again, we talked about it. You, It's you, right? It's, you want to have that tiny voice telling you like, you know, that's not, and we know that, right? It's not good, but I still do it. <laughs> you know, people know what needs to be done. They just don't do it because it's too much work. Uh, so I appreciate that. And 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 you're right. Uh, I think for our listeners and ladies, uh, you know, as you are, you know, having a great time in those early, you know, 20s, uh, you know, it just be mindful that this could have an impact over time. And then when you get to those critical days within that perimenopause stage, that could be a problem. And I think this is a, a good way to understand that. So at least the information is available and you have the resources, you know, uh, such as you know, Cheryl to help you, you know, navigate this and even, even be ahead of the game with it. And, you know, just to speak from, from my own experience. So I do have the odd drink now. And, but I know that even one drink doesn't work for me and doesn't make me feel good. Um, but once again, you know, I'm South African. It's important from like a connection standpoint. Um, and it's taken a while to get there where like now I maybe have a drink maybe once a month. Um, and it's, but it's taken a while to get there. And I didn't, I only really noticed the shift um, from about the age of 41. So what I would say is that there, there seems to be this real, shift in the way our bodies function from about the age of 41, 42, where these symptoms, where the reduction in progesterone really starts to click in and it impacts sleep, uh, you know, PMS can seem a lot longer. So it can not just two days before your period, it can be like a week or two weeks, um, heavier bleeding. So that's really what I've seen and in some of the books that I've read as well, they do highlight that as like a critical kind of point. And to something that you mentioned earlier, I do still think it's it's hard for people to put themselves in that place if they're not experiencing any of these symptoms yet. You know, I I did start to experience some of these symptoms because you know, I was still in banking and doing this work part-time and young kids, very poor sleep, very stressful job, not supported. And I totally burnt out. And so my level of resilience because of where I was on my perimenopausal journey was not there. And that was really my catalyst to totally shift around my lifestyle. You know, I think when I reflect back on that, I hadn't been adjusting my movement enough, uh, my nutrition enough, my stress management enough. And, you know, I was educated. So, you know, I do often think it does come down to a point in time where you're like, hang on, my body's not working the way it used to. 
what's going on that is the catalyst for change. I would love it if women started to prep themselves from the age of 35 because the sooner you adjust your lifestyle, the better for you. Uh, one of the, I think it was Dr. Christiane Northrup in her book, you know, she says women are preparing for menopause their whole life. You know, it's like this final stage where we're going to land. So how we look after ourselves mm. is what is going to help us navigate the whole path and, you know, not, not be as kind of thrown around um, through the hormonal shifts. Thank you, Sharon. You know, it's, it's amazing as, as you're talking and I, I'm just reflecting because you're right. I mean, I've exp- I'm a man and, and believe me, even for men, I think there is a, there's a time where everything starts going chaotic and 40 is that mark that that's like almost, you know, the, the time where you start changing. It's not the same. You're not the same in a lot of areas, right? And your, your fitness level is different as much. And again, some of us are more active than others and things like that, but still there are things like you do know the difference. Your body starts talking to you, right? You have that, that little feeling. And it's amazing. Like, you know, what are we doing right now is almost like we, we, we are educating people because we, we could not go back in time and do it for ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we're like, Hey folks, you're watching and listening, just know that we've been there and we're just sharing this because before you get to our point here and be like, Oh, we heard those guys that talking about it, but it's too late now. Just, just don't, don't challenge it. Just absorb it, seek, you know, help and, and just try to make the adjustment. And, but, but you mentioned something powerful there. You talked about you working in, in the banking industry and it was a rough and very tough, you know, environment and very stressful, but a lot of people are living that way, you know, in today, T- today's world, everybody's working it's crazy, stressful. Uh, you know, not everybody is really doing their passion. And that's the first, I mean, we talk, we can, we can do a whole show about that. People are working because of necessity, they have to make ends meet and, uh, you know, it's tough. But they often in, in stressful jobs and it impacts all their stuff, right? And it, it you know, there's their, their psyche is not working well. That's also another part that can, you know, manifest in your body. So it's a lot of that stuff that is that is in life. If we can just know what the expect, like, I hope that what we're doing here is just putting, exposing what the future looks like for many if they do not do the right thing. And, 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 and by the way, guys, this is with love. I mean, really... This is what we want is that we want everybody to be healthier. We want everybody to be in their best shape and form mentally and physically. And if you can avoid any problems, why not? And I don't think anyone, again, will will cherish or enjoy pain or problems. So so that I just wanted to say that because when you're talking about it, just like I, I really relate to it because I know a lot of the stuff, I'm just sharing it because I've been there and it's not fun and, you know, I don't want other people to do it. And I wish someone told me like that. And sometimes when people talk to you, like, ah, forget about it. You're just an old person. You, yeah, you lived your life. Let me live mine. <laughs> yeah, let me live mine. I listen, enjoy your life. And, and, and I get to the point. That's why even when my kids, I get there, I'm like, listen, I'm telling you, it's up to, you will come to a day and you'll be like, dad said that. Uh, well, I, I won't be able to, maybe I'm not even going to be here, but the point is it'll be too late. So why? And that, that's a, that's a challenging thing. People always want to experience things for themselves. That's great if they're good experiences, but but why would you put yourself to the, the, the to subject yourself to bad things when you already know they're vetted out by many <laughs> ahead of you? So so what's the point? <laughs> but again, and, you know, and it's a, it's a struggle, and I've had to learn that the hard way is that you can educate and you can tell people about things that you know evidence based, researched. You've learned the experience. But everybody has their own journey and, you know, you can, you can talk to people who are open to listening, but their journey is their journey. And, you know, it's about stepping back and not taking it personally if they don't decide to make any changes. It's, that's, that's, a, that's what I find so hard because, you know, I'm exactly the same as you. I want everybody to thrive and, you know, if I give out, so I'm like, just do this. It's so easy, but it's not easy because they've got their own story that they need to live out. And, and by the way, again, we, we that's that's the bottom line. At the end, that people have to make choices. It is a commitment to you, to yourself, to your family, to your health. But but it's always going to be up to you. And and whatever outcome comes out of what happens later is is based on your decisions and your actions. And that happens in everything for business, you know, in life, in marriage, and in in business, you know, in relationship. It doesn't matter. It's always that you 
get what you put in. And if you, you plan correctly, you listen, you do stuff, you will get outcome. But again, to your point, some people are, they just live in the moment and they enjoy what they have and they just don't want to think about the future, which is also, listen, to each his own, as they say, right? But but again, we're here to just to share the resource and the that it's available and there is things that you can do to be better and live longer and happier and better. And that's all there is. Uh, so, Cheryl, this was this was really a, a great show and a great time, and I've learned a lot. Uh, so, um, before we wrap up, a couple of things. One is, uh, how can people reach out to you, and uh, are you available? I mean, I'm assuming you can do this worldwide, you know, through through uh, I guess virtual meetings. Uh, that's one question. Two is, um, just what would be some of the best advice you can give us, you know, uh, before we close the show today? So I do work virtually. My whole practice is virtual. So I do have clients all over the world. So love, love interacting with people from all countries. And so I'm on Instagram at your tiny voice. My website is ytvhealthcoaching.com. And you can email me at Cheryl at ytvhealthcoaching.com because I do offer free 30-minute discovery sessions for anybody who's just interested to just have a chat about their health, their health goals, you know, just to have some good conversation around, you know, where they could go, like where where could they up-level in their health. So that is kind of how people can get, get hold of me. And in terms of kind of final tips, something I would like to just say to your listeners is that don't ever settle when it comes to your health. If you, you know, do a bit of a, a health check, a body scan, like where are you? Like, do you have a foot that is aching? Is your stomach always bloated? Do you consistently get migraines? But you've just started to live with it. And you are just settling for this. Don't settle. There is always a way that you can address what's going on. And if you go to a doctor and you go to a health, whatever health practitioner, and they don't listen to you and they dismiss you and say that there's nothing further we can do for you, I would like you to challenge that. Because there is always there is always a way that you can support your body to feel better. And, you know, if you've been living with your body for so long and you've lost perspective, find somebody who you trust and you can say to them, okay, I've done my body scan and this ear always rings and I get sinus infections every month. And... um. I have 10 bowel movements a day. Is this normal? And then your friend probably doesn't have the same symptoms as you will say, I don't think that's normal. Uh, so it's really just trying to find people that you can openly discuss your health with so that you're constantly having a, a, a check on whether or not what's going on for you is right. And even if you have amazing energy and everything's going well for you, like we were saying earlier, be curious about how much better you can feel. And, you know, it doesn't have to be working with a health coach. They're amazing resources. You know, I mean, you've got a whole channel on health. There are always different ways that you can improve things. You know, you may have optimized the nutrition and the movement side of things, but then there's the whole mindset piece that is, is yours for the taking, where you can really optimize your performance through the right daily practices in your life. So just try things on, you know, life is long, it's a journey. Just keep, keep, keep being curious around how you can optimize your, your health. <laughs> Cheryl, that was awesome. Thank you so much. That That is a great advice, uh, you know, and uh, I, I do want to wrap it up with it uh, because there's nothing to add to it. I mean, it's perfect. Uh, thank you so much for being with us and for all the insights that you share with us today, Cheryl. Oh, thanks. I'd love, I've loved our chat. No, no problem. Folks, I hope you enjoyed our show today and there's a lot of valuable stuff. Please do reach out. I will have the the, the, the link in the description of the show. So please connect with Cheryl and see, you know, I mean, uh, there's, there's a, a consultation that you can have. So if you feel that you need that help, 
you know, please reach out. There's nothing to lose. Uh, so do that. And uh, that being said, American Age, we'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. Bye for now. Bye.